everybody. So today is the second part of my discussion with David over the summer movies that we watched. It ended up being so long, we decided to split it into two episodes of the podcast. So make sure you listen to part one so that you get the full episode because we talked about a lot of really great movies in part one. So enjoy and uh, let us know what you think. Bye. Uh, all right. Then we have Men in Black International. And I liked this more than most people. I thought it was charming. I thought it was, I, I liked their chemistry. I mean, the, the Liam Neeson part was the most predictable, boring part. Uh, and you didn't get enough Emma Thompson. Um, but I liked uh, Kamel Johnny as the little alien. I thought he, I thought that was funny. And I mean, maybe I just had really low expectations because I haven't liked any of the Men in Black sequels. I thought they've all been terrible. <laughs> probably my favorite of any of those sequels just because it was, I don't know. I just liked their dynamic. I thought the Rebecca Ferguson thing was funny. Um, overall, I just left feeling like, oh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. And everybody else hated it. Uh, so I have it at 42. Um, well, we're actually pretty close. I have it at 43, but <laughs> I have less movies, so... Um... Yeah, I, I didn't really care for this too much. I mean, um, I did like uh, Kamel Nanjani's character. I, I don't know. It just didn't really work for me. Um, it, it does fall in line with all of those other Men in Black sequels that I just don't really care about. Um, I don't know why, but they just can't really come up with yeah. a really worthwhile concept for the, the sequel for these movies. Maybe it's just like once you have that first one, um, nothing else can have that magic because we've seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just okay for me. I, yeah, I, like I said, 43 is where I have it. Yeah. All right. Then we have The Dead Don't Die. This is definitely my biggest disappointment of the year. I thought it looked so funny from the trailers. And I went and saw it and I didn't like it. I thought that it was such a waste of talent. Like, I, it was very self-indulgent to me. All the fourth wall kind of jokes uh, the director making. I, I, I just wasn't funny. It wasn't scary. I, I was bored most of the time. I thought that it would rammed its message about consumerism into the ground. It's like, I don't need your narrator to tell me what you're trying to say. Like the good zombie movies mm -hmm. just just let us figure it out let us let us know from the images and the story what you're trying to say you don't need to have your narrator be telling us oh that was so annoying to me and i just i thought it was self-indulgent and annoying and i didn't like it and i'm not I've, i haven't seen any other jim jarmish but i tell you what this doesn't make me want to see anymore <laughs> i i really didn't like it i have it at 91 okay um yeah if we want to talk about movies that are pretentious this mm -hmm. this kind of falls in line with that it really it felt like it tried way too hard to be clever yeah. and i wanted to be like you're a little too late um yeah <laughs> you know there's zombie movies that do it better like zombie land for sure yeah for and, sure yeah but man it just didn't work for me like, i i I, I I would watch Anna and the Apocalypse over this. Oh yeah, me too. And I don't day. love that one either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do love the cast. Uh I I did kind of like what they did with Tilda Swinton. I think they could have utilized her more and maybe took it even further. Um there were some bizarre like deviations to the plot, especially in the end that 
just didn't get yeah. like, it was like why why are you doing this well it's, even with the, what they did with her character was just like exactly what? that's what i have in mind like <laughs> <sighs> and i don't know i just feel like a lot of times the same thing with wine country it's like oh well we gather all of these funny people together therefore the movie will be funny no mm-hmm. that's not the case yeah it felt like he i, I haven't seen his other movies as well but it felt like he was really trying to go for like a Wes Anderson feel. Yeah. Um, and I don't, that like one note, like monotone, it, it does not work for most movies. Wes Anderson mm-hmm. can pull it off for the most part. I mean, it doesn't even yeah. always work for me with yeah. those films. Um, it, and it certainly didn't work on this one. So I agree. I, I didn't hate it though. Um, I just was pretty disappointed. So I put this at 55. Yeah, I was very frustrated by it. And yeah, I did have very high expectations because I thought the trailer was great. So eh, it was frustrating. Uh, All right. Then I saw an indie called Wild Rose. And this movie stars a woman named Jessie Buckley, who I guess was like a winner of kind of America's and Britain's Got Talent or something over over in Britain. Uh, but anyway, she's a revelation. She's incredible. She plays this this woman from uh, Glasgow who uh, wants to become a country singer. And she's always she's like, it's not country western, just country. And uh, but she's uh, has these two children, and she ended up going to prison. That's the beginning of the movie. So she's trying to kind of continue on with her dream. But her mother, played by Julie Walters, thinks that this dream is actually like stealing her of time with her children, and and just wishes she'd just get more practical and and uh, become a better mother and. And uh, it was, this movie was great. The characters were so well done that I thought that Julie Walters gave one of the best performances of the year, for sure. Uh, you really understood why she, she wasn't just some like horrible person who didn't want her daughter to dream. Like you'd see in a lot of these kind of movies, I, she had, you totally understood where she was coming from. And, uh, and her arc was really great. And I just, I absolutely loved this. The music was beautiful and uh, it probably will get ignored ignored for nominations but it shouldn't because it was great music and she sang it really really well and i don't it's it's a really good movie in my opinion and uh, the only challenge with the movie is that the scottish accent sometimes was very hard to understand so i i want to watch it with a uh, subtitles because sometimes it was hard to understand what they were saying uh but other than that I thought it was great. I have it at number eight. Okay. I've heard nothing but good things. So yeah. I thought the trailer looked a little boring, but after hearing all the, all the hype, um, I'm, I'm pretty interested in this. Yeah. One. It's a really good one. I highly recommend it. So you saw a uh, child's play. I did see child's play and I really like child's play. Um, this was actually uh a very funny movie. I didn't expect it to be as much of a comedy as it was, but it it had those elements of horror and comedy. And I really enjoy when a movie can pull that off. Um, I thought the casting was great. The the kid in this, he was so good. Uh, I, I could see him being like a really strong actor in, in serious roles. He just, when he was crying, I believed it. But um, yeah, I thought Aubrey Plaza was good. I liked the gore a lot. I liked, the over-the-top uh, deaths. It just all came together. I put this at number 11. Oh, cool. Uh, did you... I heard that the design of 
Chucky was kind of divisive. Yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with that personally. I uh-huh. think people um who have a problem with that just wanted to see something a little bit closer to the original Chucky. Mm-hmm. But um it was close enough for me that it worked. Um they did do a little they deviated with the um what made Chucky who he is. I believe in the original he somebody um died and they possessed the doll. Uh-huh. This one it's it's a alien, little, right? No, no, it's a it's a little cheap how they did it. There was like a disgruntled employee who like removed some of the like firewalls on one doll because they were upset for being fired or mistreated. And so it's just like a defective doll, really. It's not a, an actual person in any way. So that was like one thing that was like eh, but um other than that, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh-huh. cool, good. All right, then uh, Toy Story four. So I think a lot of us went into this one some degree of skepticism, uh, <laughs> but I, I I ended up loving it. I thought it was incredible. I I thought that Forky actually totally worked for me, and I thought in retrospect, I think that Toy Story three ends ends the arc for Andy perfectly. But then I feel like this really ended our arc for Woody in such a beautiful way because uh, you don't really want him sort of stuck in this cycle of being abandoned like Mm -hmm. the toys have because they evidently can't really die and uh, in, in this world. And so you have to kind of you want to leave them in a spot where they're sort of carefree and independent and i think this is the only way to do that and so for him to for buzz and the whole team to kind of let him go and him to find this new life i thought was perfect and beautiful and i th- i mean the movie looked gorgeous i thought it was really funny and i liked the whole thing with woody kind of becoming a parent of forky was really fun <laughs> and i enjoyed it and i thought the gabby gabby actually didn't turn out the way i was expecting uh that uh that whole storyline i thought was great and i i love it i think it's just a gorgeous movie and i have three movies three or four movies that are i go back and forth back and forth as far as my favorite of the year uh but this is one of those right now i have it at number one i love it i think it's just great okay well um we agree on this one too yeah (laughs) Um, I don't have it in number one. Uh, I have this at number three, so pretty close. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this too. I, I didn't think that they could necessarily top Toy Story 3, but I, I actually do like this better. Uh, I could make an argument that this is my favorite Toy Story movie. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Porky. I don't think we can go without uh, mentioning Key and Peele's characters. Oh, Bunny yeah. and Ducky. Uh, they were, they definitely stole the show at times. Um, yeah. And it's, we see so many movies, Rachel, and it's so hard for us to be surprised by a movie. I was actually surprised with how they took this in the end. I did not see that coming. I don't know if you did, but, um, I, I was, I was surprised, uh, but, and I liked it. And then the more mm -hmm. I thought about it, the more I liked it. I, I, yeah. So it was surprising which was nice. Yeah. yeah, it was a pleasant surprise for me. I, I thought the resolution would be quite different. Um, but yeah, it, it really worked 
on every level for me. So um, yeah, I love this. Number three. Great. Yay. Um, okay. Annabelle comes home. You got to see. Yeah, I did. Um, the, the Annabelle movies, they just never quite work for me, but uh, it seems like the critics enjoy them more than me. I thought uh, there you, was a little. You're not that high in the conjuring in general, are I, you? I love the first conjuring everything since has been disappointing and I keep having a little bit of hope, but, um, yeah, nothing, nothing compares to that first conjuring movie, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so this one, it just, uh, was a bit chaotic there. It felt like they couldn't, they couldn't pick a villain per se and stick with it. It, it just was kind of all over the map and it felt very, kiddish compared to a lot of the other uh, movies in the conjuring universe um for the most part it was just bored um so i put this at 51 mm-hmm. yeah um uh, all right then we had yesterday and so this was our uh, if the beatles didn't exist and i like parts about this movie i think it has a big heart and you know i love the beatles uh but i didn't really like the lead character i thought that he was kind of rude to the lily james character and just kind of entitled and i don't know i just never warmed up to him in the way that i think this movie needed me to 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 enjoy it uh and i didn't really feel like i wanted them to get together because in the end it's basically a romance and uh even like the whole scene in the train station was like you're being really selfish like what's wrong with you i i don't know i was irritated with him and that was kind of a deal breaker for me i don't think it's horrible but uh it's right in my uh like eight movies that are sort of right on that edge um but in the end it was kind of like oh that was some fun beatles karaoke uh and danny boyle you know i love sort of his style but i uh, have it at 72 um that's interesting because i thought lily james was the one being a little more selfish (laughs) oh interesting yeah um i did like this movie um i am a big fan of the beatles i grew up on the beatles um that's basically all that we listened to in the car when i was a kid um so i really enjoyed the soundtrack uh i immediately listened to the soundtrack after i left this movie um but yeah this movie started off a little bit slow for me but i I thought it really picked up in the second half and i liked what they did with it um there was an interesting cameo that i i thought was pretty cool as well um but yeah for the most part i i I enjoyed this quite a bit so i put this at 22 Mm, good okay uh then uh, i saw i was able to see again the documentary maiden which i loved at sundance and i loved it all over again you know i love underdog sports documentaries underdog sports movies in general are an easy sell for me i just love that whole like yeah go 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 woo, uh, kind of a thing and this uh is all about the first all female team to compete in the race around the world the sailing race and it was so well done it's it, it like did it such a good job of mixing the new interviews with old archival footage uh new shots of of you know sailing and and old shots and how they i don't know how they had so much filmed from back in the day as far as 
going on i don't know if there was a documentary made back then i don't know but they had so much material it was incredible uh and uh i don't know i, I just like the way that these these women were accidental feminists like they weren't trying to be uh to change the world they just really wanted to sail and they that was the only way they could do it because nobody would nobody would hire them on their boats and uh, it i just i thought it was really inspirational and really well done and i have no interest in sailing so the fact that <laughs> they could do that uh, was pretty impressive and i just i just love it i wish everybody could go see it and uh, take their kids because they can be really inspired uh i have it at number three i love okay. it yeah yeah i i missed my opportunity to see this one unfortunately <laughs> yeah uh hopefully yeah you'll be able to see it on uh maybe on dvd or yeah, I'll or, have to seek it out. yeah i i it's just my kind of movie mm-hmm. um and then uh the the other side of heaven to fire of faith so this is a sequel to very popular mormon film <laughs> from the uh early 2000s i think other side of heaven about this missionary now he's based on true story and now he's a mission president so he's uh over he's the one who kind of helps uh, the other of the young missionaries uh you know over the islands in uh uh in tonga and uh i i thought this movie was was pretty good it uh it has some nice emotion about uh about community and family and uh, being able to uh all appreciate what all different faiths have to offer and what uh, the combined faith of different people can do i thought that was some nice message you don't always get that in faith-based films uh but it was interesting in the little uh sort of i went they they had the premiere i actually went to the premiere here and they they had a little video in front of it and the lady playing his wife who was anne hathaway in the first movie is now this new lady and she was like yeah this was a challenge for me because i'm not much of a kid person and she plays this mother of you know five six kids and i after watching the movie i was like yeah you could tell (laughs) that she's not in like she just i don't know she didn't work for me uh i didn't buy her as this this mother of this brood of kids and but christopher gorham was really good i I think he's an underrated actor and uh i i i liked it i thought it was good of course i'm definitely the target demographic for it uh but i gave it i have it a 31 so yeah they there there's a whole plot line with a tongan father who's also a minister that i thought was a little much and a got a little maybe a little mean-spirited at times for the tone of the movie uh so that took it down a little bit but i still liked it uh okay then (laughs) we had spider-man far from home and this just aside from endgame this is just not my year for superhero movies i don't think because i i was not a huge fan of this movie i i liked all of the teenage stuff i thought that was all fun but i didn't like the villain 
everybody else is like in love with Jake Gyllenhaal and I like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor but I just I didn't like the fact that you have this group of people from Tony's past I thought that was kind of annoying like and I didn't like that the whole scheme was so convoluted about creating these illusions and and like one if a bird had flown into them then it would have ruined the whole thing I mean it just seemed so and i guess like nobody in this human world now is like fighting against like is helping the avengers they're just like nobody's trying to stop these i mean if you'd had a plane fly into them then it would have it would have gone away like i don't know i just thought the whole plan was not for me and not my favorite and i think that I, I don't buy that Tony would create this whole droid planet thing. Uh, I mean, he was literally signing the accord. He was doing the opposite of creating something like that. And uh, he was wanting to secede strength to, to the government, not, not create some giant station. And I don't believe that he would do the what do they call it edith or whatever those glasses i don't think that he would give them to peter because he knows peter's not ready and i don't think that he, i think he would provide some kind of fail safe so knowing that peter was going to mess up and uh, so that he could stop it and especially knowing tony and who tony is and so i didn't really like that and i don't know i just didn't think it was i thought it was definitely lower tier marvel for sure uh so i have it at 78 wow um yeah i'm very surprised but one of my more unpopular opinions of the year but i don't know that's just that's (laughs) how i feel yeah i was gonna say this is maybe like mid-tier marvel for me which is still pretty good um yeah i first of all i i thought it was quite funny um even like that very beginning part where they they play <laughs> i will always love you and kind of explain uh the blip i think they called it but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i liked it for the most part um i wasn't sure how forthcoming we would be about um the villain but um since you mention it i had read something last year about Jake Gyllenhaal playing the villain, blah, blah, blah. And so when I was watching the movie, I'm like, wait, are we not supposed to know that he's the villain? And I was kind of annoyed that I didn't get to have that experience of being surprised um, that he was the villain. It was so predictable. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say how predictable it was since I, I already knew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I kind of like what they did with it. It didn't completely work. It was... It definitely feels small coming right after Avengers, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. It 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 still really it it worked for me for the most part. I mean, I don't like it as much as the first one, but I still really like this. So I put this at number eight. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, people were putting this over into the Spider Verse, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me, but what oh, do well, I know? I would put it above into the Spider Verse, but what? I didn't. I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. I thought it was all right. Oh my gosh! So. Well, all right. Well, we can <laughs> still be friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. So Midsummer. I know you were super excited about this one. Yeah, I was super excited about it, and it really didn't disappoint too much. All uh, right. 
so yeah, it's it's not as good as Hereditary. I can say that pretty uh, assuredly, which was my number one movie for last year. This is number four so far for this year. So um, not a bad follow-up at all for Ari Aster. Um, but yeah, the, um, I really thought that the characters were good in this. Um, I liked the slow build. I liked the colors. The It's so bright and vivid. Um, I really like the gore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like the ending. Uh, there's some like pretty bizarre moments. Uh, there's nothing that I dislike about this. Uh, so yeah, if if you can handle this type of movie, um, I think this is a must watch. Cool. Yeah, I I knew it wasn't for me, so I, I didn't see that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I saw a movie called Sound Euphonium, the movie, and. Uh, last year there was a movie called liz and the blue bird which was also based on this anime series called sound euphonium and i i was mixed on that movie a lot the anime community liked it a lot better than i did um but this i i liked better personally it's uh it's a real sweet little movie about these the series is all about this band in this high school and the various characters that come in and out and in and out and whatever and this made me want to watch the series uh because that's basically what the movie is about it's about these various characters that are all in the band and uh i i liked i liked all pretty much all of them i thought they were all you know sweet stories and uh and uh, the animation was really nice and uh i just i i thought it was cute made me want to watch the show so i guess it did its job um i have it at 52 okay so uh then crawl so this is our our gator movie (laughs) with uh the girl and her dad stuck in the crawl space of the house when there's these gators and i really enjoyed this movie i like creature scares movies i you know i'm one of the few people who really liked 47 meters down i like the shallows (laughs) i like i like fun shark movies and this a gator movie but it's basically the same and i thought that it was just a tight little fun movie (laughs) i i uh i I mean there's some goofy parts about it like the fact that they keep getting bitten and like seem to have no (laughs) no uh, accompanying trauma for those injuries but you know so yeah that that's whatever but i i don't know i just really enjoyed it i thought it was really fun and uh i thought they did a good i thought the two lead characters were were good they did a good job and there's other people that kind of come in and out as basically gator fodder uh but you know maybe as a former high school swimmer appreciated the uh, <laughs> the swimming sequence which was ridiculous but i enjoyed it um i don't know i liked it i was 17 okay i have it at 17 too oh so look it, at that we're on the same page on this one you yeah were I, very skeptical about it i was i was very very skeptical and you name some of those other movies like the shallows 47 meters down and i definitely think this is better than those uh, uh-huh so maybe maybe sharks maybe we should move on from sharks and go, to gators. <laughs> go to gators yeah um but yeah i thought they did a, a very good job of developing this uh main character um they gave us some flashbacks but not overkill and it really all came into play and we i like that they told us about uh things with the mother without showing us um yeah 
And I was worried that it was going to be mostly just these couple of characters, but uh, they definitely brought in a few other characters throughout the movie. And I'm like, good, because I need to see deaths. <laughs> I like my deaths in yeah. these type of movies. So, um, I was grateful, though, that uh, that the dog didn't die. I, I, I oh no spoiler uh, yeah spoiler the dog is uh, the dog is gonna be fodder for the gator I'm like oh yeah. no yeah I would have been upset about that too <laughs> yeah it, it it definitely kept me on my edge on the edge of my seat so uh yeah this is a good one 17 it's just a good example of a movie that knows what it's trying to be and does it you mm-hmm. know it's not trying to be anything other than just a fun silly creature scares movie and there you go uh so all right uh, then uh, Stuber, you saw Stuber. I did, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is my second lowest movie um, on this list of three months. Um, I have this at 62. I was just extremely bored. And this was a movie that I unapologetically slept through part of the time just because it wasn't working for me. Um, <laughs> I know that makes my opinion on it uh, kind of take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just I thought it was pretty stupid. the uh, The main character was just so violent, like unnecessarily, and he's not likable. Like I can't root for him. Uh, I don't know. It just it didn't work. It wasn't that funny. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that may have made me laugh. Most of what I could tell was trying to to be funny. It, it just fell fell short. Um, so yeah, this is 62 for the year for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't look, didn't look good for me. That's for sure. Nope. Uh, so, all right. The art of self-defense. I've gotten around to seeing this. what do you think? Um, this actually was quite good. Um, I, I had not seen a trailer for it in, or anything. I like to go into movies blind when I can, mm-hmm. which is rare. Um, but yeah, yeah I, since we do this show. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but um, you know what? I think Jesse Eisenberg, I think he, for the most part, knows how to pick movies. Um, I really liked his character. I thought it was well fleshed out. Uh, it's a very funny movie. Uh, some people in my theater were laughing a little too much, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty clever. Um, a little predictable at times, but um I did like how it resolved. I didn't necessarily see that coming, the ending for this, um, which I always enjoy. So, yeah, I put this at number 18. Nice. Okay. Uh, so then The Farewell. So I saw this at Sundance, and I really enjoyed it. I felt the pacing was a little slow at spots when I saw it at Sundance. But I have to admit, when I saw it uh, just last month again uh, in the theaters, it hit me even more because I've lost both my grandmas this year. Mm-hmm. And so just on a personal level and particularly the ending when, cause my grandmas, both of them would, when we would, you know, be driving away, they would stand outside and wave. And, uh, and so the ending really got me <laughs> practically crying, just thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, that relationship between Nene and Aquafina's character was just really hit home because my relationship with my grandmas and uh and so i i just love it i think it's it's funny it's sweet uh it has i think anybody who has a grandma 
should be able to relate to it. So I, I have it at number five. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this may be one that I kind of set my expectations a little too high. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, I did still um, enjoy it quite a bit. I've, I feel like um, it could have been shorter. I know yeah. it's not even that long, but this really, I think this would have worked as like a 40 minute film, honestly, mm-hmm. um, because it just felt a little bit repetitive um, throughout. It was just a lot of the same thing happening over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the acting was great. I really liked uh, the grandmother in this. I thought yeah. she was adorable. Um, and yeah, I definitely cried at that part at the end. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I was, it's one of those like I'm trying to hide it because I don't want <laughs> people around me to know. So I'm just like silently. Yeah. I do agree uh, on the pacing, and yet mm-hmm. for some reason, it just so I have that personal connection. Uh, this year, I think it, it was just the art that I really responded emotionally to. Yeah, that uh, makes perfect most. sense. So, um, yeah, I put this at 19. Yeah, yeah. All right, then we have we're almost done. We have The Lion King, so the big, the most profitable uh animated film <laughs> of all time, which is the most depressing thing to me of all time. Uh, and so I just think I think this movie is was fundamentally flawed in its in its whole premise i think the whole idea of photorealistic animals singing and dancing uh, was just flawed it 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 wasn't going to work and yeah sure it looked pretty but i i just never thought felt there was always a disconnect to me between these realistic animals talking and singing and and i just didn't i wasn't emotionally invested uh, like i mean i think aladdin is way better as far as all of that it's way better um but this i just I, I don't know i just wasn't emotionally invested because i wasn't invested in these in these this version of these characters because there was no emotion it was just bland i said in my review it's bland 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 and i stand by it they it is a, they made almost no like significant choices to make the story different or make it interesting it's the only thing going for it is this photorealistic look and so it and that can only that's only take me so far and i don't know i just i just think it's fundamentally flawed movie i have it at 79 which is probably generous (laughs) so yeah um okay so this was actually a very hard movie for me to rank um and i could see myself moving this around a lot Uh before the end of the year so i'm trying to think if if the original lion king did not exist and i saw this movie as it is without the prior knowledge i don't think there's any reason i would dislike it at all Uh like it's technically a good movie you felt connected to the characters emotionally somewhat yeah yeah somewhat okay um but that also may just be because i'm connected to simba and i i know who simba is and this is simba he doesn't he looks different but it's still simba and i know his story but like an animated film like when he loses his father you see him welling up with tears and you see like you can't do that with a a photorealistic animal 
that does not bother me because I know you can't do that with a, a photorealistic animal. So I didn't have that expectation. I know that's been a big complaint that a lot of people have had. And that's one of the complaints that I don't really care too much about. Mm. I don't uh, know. I just felt like I just wasn't emotionally. It's such a movie with, it's supposed to have such gravitas mm-hmm. and uh, because I couldn't get emotionally invested in the characters it didn't have gravitas, but it was supposed to have gravitas, which is frustrating. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I mean, like, I, I know people that liked it and, and I could see why, but mm-hmm. because it, it, because Lion King is great, but I just, <laughs> my message would be stay home and watch the original. That's what I would oh, yeah. say. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Also, I think I saw, I saw this on IMAX as well. I don't know how often uh-huh. you see IMAX movies, but I think it really can add to a movie like this uh-huh. um, just because it's a beautiful movie. Like it, that's something that you cannot complain about. Yeah. I mean, maybe some people will, but I mean, visually it's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, but I, my biggest issue is that like, did they hire a script writer? <laughs> because uh-huh. it is like, I was quoting it line for line yeah. for a lot of the movie. Like having a scene where like, his fur gets picked up by a dung beetle. That's not, that's, that, that, that's not, some, that's not something that significantly adds to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm kind that's of baffled of because, <laughs> yeah, because John Favreau said that, oh, it's not a shot for shot <laughs> remake. And I'm like, how can he possibly believe that? What? I mean, if you were storyboarding out this movie as like an outline, would be exactly the same as far as the story uh of the original uh, there's certain scenes that were like extended a little bit like yeah you yeah. see nala leaving right oh, that doesn't what that doesn't change the story at all uh so i i'm baffled by i i thought that i trusted him that that he would do something different mm-hmm. but even her song that I thought, oh, that's going to be an interesting sequence or whatever. They were just walking. Yep. What? Did you yeah. like, uh, can you feel the love this afternoon? <laughs> yeah, right. And and Scar was the worst. I hated Scar. Oh. And, and Be Prepared was terrible. Yeah. I think that was the worst number by far. It really was. And I, I think this shows the difference between Aladdin. I think Aladdin did a much better job of uh, capturing... Uh, those musical numbers than the lion king yeah for sure for sure um but yeah so so like i said this is really hard for me to rank i i try did i enjoy watching it yes i actually did i was disappointed obviously Mm -hmm. but i mean i already expected it to be like a shot for shot remake so for now i have it at 26 it will probably drop Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really high. It sounds <laughs> really high. You? Me just no. reading it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, it's, so there's only what six movies between The Farewell <laughs> and uh, The Lion King. That doesn't sound right to me. Um, uh, but you can't. That's what's so hard <laughs> is people are like, how can you have uh, always be my maybe ahead of you know some prestige picture or crawl or right. something like that it's like everybody you have to look at what is the movie trying to be mm. and did you think it was successful in being that uh like that that's what's hard about rankings uh but 
anyway i i i can see it because i mean lion king is is a great movie the original but yeah anyway. it's a great story too so. yeah so all right we'll have two more so then the fighting preacher this is a mormon movie uh the acting uh well the script was not great the script is pretty cloying but i thought the overall message of acceptance and tolerance and uh being kind when people are un- unkind to you was really nice <laughs> and i actually thought the two lead performances were good i thought the little girl they got was great uh and so there was just enough i thought for people that want a movie like this to recommend it but i guess it's one of those movies you just have to know if it's a kind of movie you want to watch then you'll probably like it and if you don't then you won't like it uh so i have it at 56 okay in my ranking of the fighting preacher uh and uh so last one we have once upon a time in hollywood okay so this movie is only oh you saw it i saw it oh okay yes because i'm trying since now i'm in a you know trying to be you know a full-time critic i'm trying to just you know stretch myself things i wouldn't normally see okay i just thought you were going to defer to me oh (laughs) no (laughs) so i saw it and uh i i liked it fine i thought it was Mm -hmm. perfectly fine i thought that brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio were really good i thought Mm -hmm. that julia butters as the little girl that whole scene was great yes and if she got nominated for supporting actor i would not complain at all (laughs) um and she's great in the i i love the show american housewife and she's on that show and she's great in that and it looked really nice i could have used like 30 minutes less driving scenes i have never seen more scenes of people just driving uh, than in this movie (laughs) um i uh there were i mean there were a lot of transportation shots in general whether it was flying riding a horse driving uh walking scenes extended um and that was kind of uh um and i can totally understand why bruce lee's family is kind of irritated because that was weird and you know all the montages of the throwbacks to old shows and old stuff like that was fun and uh it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot but it was fun enough uh yeah i mean the ending was so over the top yes it was ridiculously violent but it was ridiculous and so it didn't really offend me Mm -hmm. um because it was so over the top you got flamethrowers and stuff um and uh yeah i mean it was fine i didn't love it uh it was way too long yeah i don't know but it was fine i have it 53 okay um yeah so wait was this your first tarantino film second second and i I, i've seen pulp fiction and i didn't care for it okay um so yeah i've seen most of the tarantino films i think there's three i haven't seen um i can say that i did like this movie but it is my least favorite tarantino film that i've seen um it really felt to me that quentin had an idea that involved the last 20 minutes of this film and so he's like okay i need to make a movie how can i make this a full film and everything else just feels like it was kind of an afterthought the first um hour of the movie or first two hours of this film 
Um, so it didn't all work for me. Uh, it, there's not really a strong driving plot. Driving, uh, lots of driving. <laughs> yes. You agree? I mean, come on. There were so there were. many sequences. I was just like yeah, Brad Pitt so, driving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Quentin Tarantino, he uh, he is a big fan of old Hollywood. And uh -huh. so I think this was kind of like his love letter to old Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, that's why there were so many cameos. Uh, well, I mean, they're not really cameos. I, I don't think you call them, but appearances by um, old Hollywood actors, but obviously actors playing them, right. just to be clear. Um, and just lots of shots of what what Hollywood was like then. I think that was just him just being like a giddy fan of, of Hollywood, which was, was fine. Like I... I, I did enjoy it. It just, it didn't all come together the way that I would have liked it to. And I, I, I did like the end. The end was my favorite part. I don't think the first two hours like really were worth it. Um, but I still have this at 23. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Bruce Lee's the betrayal? It was pretty. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it wasn't flattering, but it was funny. Uh, I liked that scene. Um, it wasn't necessary necessarily, but um, yeah, I could see why his family wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. So mm -hmm. we'll see. I'll, I guess I'll have to watch all of the, the rest of the Tarantino movies. Yep. That's one of the things that I've kind of been putting off. I don't know. I just do feel it. like I just feel like it's one of those things that I'm not gonna like as much as everybody else. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of like, why do I want to do something that I know is going to be unpopular? Right. Uh as as much as people don't believe it, I I actually don't like having unpopular opinions. I would mm -hmm. much prefer to have popular opinions on everything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so, but yeah, it's something I need to do and I need to watch the Scorsese movies. Uh, so, you know, ever since I became an official critic in January, I'm trying to expand and see more movies and some of those things that I, when I was just a casual, there's no reason to see something that I don't want to see. Exactly. Uh, but now I need, to, I feel like I need to. So anyway, there you go. Uh, so uh, my top five for uh, the year, I'll just say real quick uh, is uh, number one, Toy Story four, number two, Avengers Endgame, number three, Maiden, number four, Blinded by the Light and number five, The Farewell. Okay. Um, yeah, so my top two movies we did not discuss, but those are Avengers Endgame and Us. But yeah, I, I think there's definitely five movies worth mentioning again. So this is my three through seven. Mm -hmm. Those are um, three is Toy Story 4, four is Midsummer, five is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, <clears throat> as <laughs> Six is book smart and seven is Rocket Man. Yeah, the ones we discussed, my top five would be Toy Story Four, Maiden, The Farewell, Rocket Man, uh, Shadow. Okay. And yeah, so that'd be my top five. And okay, then so Wild Rose and Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Some really good films out there. But you I feel like you had to kind of except for Toy Story Four, I feel like you had to hunt for them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you did. So I put on Twitter, uh, a couple people responded what their top three of the summer was. 
and uh, we just had matthew he says uh rock man aladdin and toy story 4 ronin 312 says spider-man far from home toy story 4 and john wick chapter 3 which neither of us saw that one Oops. uh so yeah um and then aaron falvo says toy story 4 book smart and rocket man so there you go okay uh all right well thanks so much for coming on and talking about this this was a lot of fun it's always fun and uh and where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff yeah uh you can find me on twitter the david healy and then we're both on facebook in a group called film freaks it's uh, facebook.com slash film freaks group great and you follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes and youtube and on rotten tomatoes you check out all my controversial reviews <laughs> so check that out and you can follow me also at hallmarkies podcast so Lots of fun stuff. Consider becoming a patron to the channel. We have really fun discussions on our Facebook group and there's uh, giveaways that are possible. If you become a patron member, uh, you can get some really fun, uh, fun giveaways. So check that out. We'll have a link in the description. We'd love for you to participate. We also have our merch store, which has some really fun new designs. Uh, so check that out. That'll be in the description. And uh, thanks again. And we will uh, we'll be talking fall movies before you know it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.